What's up, everyone? Welcome to the St. Philly Sports History for October 21st, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery, and I need your help today. Since I've started this podcast, I've done nothing but talk about hashtag New Philly and we need to believe and all that other good stuff, but I'm having a hard time being New Philly-ish today. I mean, that was just pitiful. The fact that you had the bases loaded at one point with no outs and you get one run. Uh, the fact that Kimbrel is just bad right now. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm torn in my head between New Philly and Old Philly. I mean, from a New Philly perspective and actually really a logical perspective and taking emotion out of it. They always say a series doesn't start until somebody loses home field advantage. At this point in this series, everybody's doing what they should be doing. They should be winning the home games. That's what's happening. It's a best of three series. We have two of the next three at home with our two best pitchers going on the mound. Now, you could say the same thing about the D-backs. They have their two best pitchers going the next two games. And they're a very good team. I mean, I think, too, and maybe it's a slice of humble pie that the Phillies need it. Maybe they need to come out, uh, and maybe they'll come out a little bit fired up. Uh, I did see the the bats start working somewhat. Um, But, again, you can't have the bases loaded, no outs, and get one run. Um, Now, Old Philly, the fact that they've looked so bad on offense – the fact that the bullpen is depleted at this point. I mean, you have Zach Wheeler needs to come out and be an ace today, uh, a la Kurt Schilling in Game 5 of the 93 World Series. Like He needs to come out and pitch six, seven innings because ultimately, if not, really the only guys you have available right now in the bullpen are Lorenzen and Walker, um, who Lorenzen can pitch both, but Walker's like a starter. So, I, I mean, I would have liked to have seen them, to be honest. And, and again, it's easy to second guess. He's made the right decisions, and, and it is what it is. In my head, I'm like, okay, Sanchez and Walker, it came down to those two guys for who you were going to start as your, your fourth starter. I would have brought Walker right in after Sanchez because especially if you're going to take him out that early, have another starter come in, and maybe you get four innings, three innings from him. And then you don't have to go to the bullpen so early. And maybe it changes the the outlook of that game. Um, but I don't know. I need your help today because I'm not feeling very new Philly-ish. Um, and I will make a comment. And again, I never will say, oh, they lost because of this. They lost because of that. Because ultimately, if you make plays other places, a bad call here or there will not impact the outcome of the game. It's like you, the Eagles Super Bowl last year. Yeah, that's great. Like that was a hold. Um, there wasn't a hold that should whatever it shouldn't have been called. But had you not put yourself in that position, it wouldn't have mattered if the ref made a bad call or not. But this umpire was bad. This is the second day in a row now. The the strike zone was just very inconsistent. And I mean, ultimately, if you look at uh, Marsh's at bat he should have walked which would have made Schwarber's home run a two-run homer and all of a sudden the game's different so you also scored one run with the bases loaded and no outs so that's you see what I mean like you you can't put that 100% on the umpire even though this is the second straight day that the umpire was bad back at it tonight 
I mean, I, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Maybe am, am I going overboard? Maybe do I need to take my own advice? Is this a new Philly situation where the Phillies are still in good shape? Two of three at home, two best pitchers going who have been lights out in the playoffs. You tell me. Uh, but I, I, I got to be honest, I'm not feeling it. I need to believe, and Philly Goat has those Believe shirts. I, I really should probably buy like a whole case of them because I need it. But go to phillygoat.com, get your Believe shirts, get any other shirts they have too for all the other sports. Sixers are tipping off. Got the Flyers. The Eagles got their Kelly Green. They have a great selection of Kelly Green stuff on their site, kind of. Not the, the the official licensed NFL stuff, but much cooler stuff like the fly shirt and things like that. So go to phillygoat.com, check them out. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for ten percent off of your order. Uh, great time to start your Christmas shopping early. Just be sure to use that promo code. All right, uh, quick. I, I mean, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I, I'm still like in that old Philly mindset with the, the Phillies before we move on. Um, but. <sighs> We it's going to be a long day just anticipating this game. The Eagles did get some uh, positive news on the injury front. Um, Lane Johnson is going to play. Jalen Carter is going to play. Darius Slay is going to play. They need all three of those guys in order to beat the the Dolphins. So that is huge news. Uh, we'll break more of that game down tomorrow. Um, just I'm working on some things and and kind of behind the scenes like the the puppet master getting my stuff together for tomorrow but good news on the injury front so we'll take that uh any any news especially with this is a huge game like we're not going to sugarcoat it so any positive news on that is good um but be sure to check out my boys at the Clashing Conferences podcast. New episode dropped on Thursday. Uh, I'm only about halfway through. I got busy with uh, recording and doing some podcast stuff yesterday, so I did not get to listen to the full thing. But from the first 15, 20 minutes I've listened to, it's going to be a good one. So go check them out, the Clashing Conferences podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as YouTube. Sixers close out their preseason Slate yesterday, coming back to beat the Hawks 120-106. to 106. Joe was a little rusty. The offense seemed a little clunky, uh, but I think you have that when Joe didn't play any in the preseason. They tip off Thursday against the Bucks, and now we are officially on Harden Watch. Will he? Will he? Will he not? Still out with personal reasons, um, so we'll see. I did drop the new Back to the Future yesterday afternoon, so go check that out. Break down the Sixers' season. Uh, I tackle some of the questions other than James Harden because, believe it or not, there are other players on the team besides Harden. Uh, I also look at Dr. J's legacy. It's the anniversary of when the Sixers traded for him. I also took a, a look at some comments that the Notre Dame AD, outgoing Notre Dame AD made regarding uh, starting a collective bargaining unit with the, the college players. Um, interesting take. So go check that out. Back to the Future with a PH wherever you get your podcast as well as on YouTube. Um, while you're there, be sure to check out our archives. I mentioned this on Back to the Future yesterday. I'll mention it here. Unlike this day in Philly sports history where it's very timely and, and current, uh, Back to the Future, they're we talk about the things that happened in the past, so it's it's very still timely. So go catch up on the archives while you're nervously waiting for this Phillies game this afternoon. 
or I guess this evening, it'd be this afternoon if you're in Arizona. Union up in New England tonight to close out their regular season. Uh, there, there's a couple clinching scenarios for them, but ultimately if they win, they get the third seed. Um, there are others, but then it's like this team has to tie, and if there's a tie or a loss. Uh, so ultimately what they need to do is just win and get that third seed. But they are guaranteed to get a bye as well as a home playoff game for the second round. Flyers are in Dallas. This is going to be a really good test for this team. Dallas is a very good team. Uh, I'm anxious to see how the, the young guys respond. They have a very good goalie. Jake Ottinger is one of the best. Uh, so see if they're able to to get some shots on him and, and just really how the defense and Carter Hart, uh, I guess I would assume Carter Hart starting tonight. I did not check that out. But just see how they respond to a good team. Like they've been playing some lower and mediocre teams. Dallas is a very good team. So I'm anxious to see how they do with that. I've been talking about this all week. Uh, our new sponsor, carcan.com. It, it, this this product is just amazing. I mean, it, it's a trash can. It's a storage thing for whatever your kids need in the back seat. Going on a long trip, pack some snacks and drinks in it. It's a cooler. Non-alcoholic drinks, obviously. Uh, but it's just an, an incredible product. And it's, I mean, again, you got, if you have kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The way your back car, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's like a the, the trash dump. Uh, so go check out that, check them out, carcan.com. They also have a bunch of other car organization stuff. They have things for your trunk, uh, cup holders, phone holders, uh, things. And, and I don't know what you would put up there anymore, but back in the day, we used to put CDs up in our sun visor. They have organizational things like that. Just check them out, carcan.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery20 off for 20% off of your order. That's carcan.com. Promo code Jim Montgomery twenty off. I mean, they just do a little mix and match. Get your get your your family and friends. Get get them some Philly goat shirts. Get them some car can things for their car. You win because you get the discounts. We win because we're supporting one of our sponsors. And your people you're buying them for win because they get great shirts and great things to organize their car. So go to carcan.com. Promo code Jim Montgomery twenty off for twenty percent off your order. Okay, this is going to take a different turn than what I took when I did the research for it. I was expecting it to be a lot different of a vibe going into this. But today, we're going to go back to 2009, and it was Game 5 of the NLCS. All right, the Phillies and Dodgers had the night off the previous game or the previous day because and it was after the game that Jim, <clears throat> excuse me, Jimmy Rollins hit the two-run uh, walk-off uh, that really set the tone and put the um, the Phillies up three games to one. A little bit different of a situation today. We're going into this two or two, but still equally as pivotal. Uh, but in this on this day, Cole Hamels gave up a home run in the first inning to Andre Ethier. Jason Worth answered with a three-run bomb of his own in the bottom. Hamels continued his struggle that year, uh, in the uh, just in general in 2009. If you remember, he was the MVP of the 08 World Series, and he had that off season where he was on the talk shows and things like that. Uh, and he struggled uh, in 2009, and probably could be one of the reasons we did not win the World Series. Um, I mean, this 2019 was good. 
Uh, but he continued his struggles. He only went four and a third innings, gave up five hits and three runs, all off of home runs. He did leave with a 6-3 to three lead, though, and then the bullpen came in and did his job, unlike last night when K. Krimble, K, K, who cares? I shouldn't even say his name right. That guy with the funky stance came in and just blew it. Uh, but in 2009, the bullpen did its job. Jason Worth hit another home run in the seventh. Victorino and Pedro Feliz also homered. Phillies ended up winning 10-4 to to clinch a ticket to the World Series for the second straight year. It was the seventh straight postseason win over the Dodgers, dating back to 1983. And I had this whole thing comparing the 9 team and how great they were and how they should have won comparing them to this team. And then this team just did not show up last night. Or I, I shouldn't say that. They showed up. They just blew it. Um, so it kind of ruined my riff. I was thinking 3-1 to one going into game five. Okay, do we see some similarities? Unfortunately, we're in a much different situation. But must win for the Phillies tonight. However, on this day back in 2009, the Phillies beat the Dodgers 10-4 to four in game five of the NLCS to go back to the World Series for the second straight year. Uh, we all know how that worked out. They lost to the Yankees four games to two. Um, going back now to our Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame focus for the month of October. And if you want more information on this year's induction class or to buy tickets to the ceremony on November 2nd, Go to PhiladelphiaSportsHallOfFame.org. If you want information on previous inductees, how you can help, and just information about the hall, go to PhillyHall.org. Today, we're continuing with their 20 for 20. And today, my daughter was very excited about this. The the 20 for 20 is their 20 best. They call it the Title IX. uh, But ultimately, it's the 20 best female athletes in the history of Philadelphia that are in the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. And, I mean, this list is just incredible. you got Beth Anders, who was a field hockey coach at Old Dominion, nine-time champion, two-time coach of the year out of Norristown. Bonnie Rosen, who was a two-time college All-American and an NCAA champion and then spent 27 years coaching lacrosse at Temple. And UConn has 228 wins, Balak native. Kathy Rush, three-time NCAA basketball champion as a coach at Immaculata. She's out of Atlantic City, and you might know the movie The Mighty Max. That's about her team at Immaculata. More on that coming up. Charlene Morritt, field hockey, three-time All-American, coached at Penn State, 524 wins, 28 NCAA tournament appearances out of Darby. Cherie Greer-Brown, another lacrosse star, three-time Excuse me, three-time All-American, National Player of the Year, two titles uh, at Virginia. Cindy Timchall, we talked about her a little bit the other day. Lacrosse, she was a three-time All-American. I'm sorry, she was a lacrosse coach, NCAA all-time wins leader, eight national championships at Northwestern, Maryland, and Navy. She's out of West Grove. Clara Sklorath Lomaday. Uh, it was a gymnast, three-time Olympic medalist, six national all-around championships, 39 individual championships, and she was one of the charter members of the USA Gymnastics Hall of Fame. She was out of Philly. Dawn Staley, we all know about her. Uh, I mean, high school player of the year, two-time NCAA player of the year, four Olympic gold medals, two NCAA championships, one hell of a coach, uh, just one of the best to ever do it. 
Dr. Nikki Frank, fencing coach at Temple, 22 national championships, 807 wins, four-time coach of the year. Um, just and, and she was just an incredible, incredible person, too. Um, I did have the honor of meeting her at one point when I was at Temple. Elizabeth Becker, uh, swimming, two Olympic gold medals, uh, a silver medal, three-time national diving champion um, out of Philly. Ellie Daniel, another swimmer. Uh, gold medal, silver medal, two bronze in the Olympics, eight world records, seven national championships out of Philly. Frida, Frida Gibbs, we talked about her way back in March for Women's History Month, but she's MMA. Um, she's a three-time kickboxing world champion, two-time karate world champion out of Chester, and probably one of the baddest women to ever come out of this area. Uh, Lisa Raymond, tennis star, we've talked about her. Uh, 11 Grand Slam titles, five NCAA titles, two-time NCAA Player of the Year out of Norristown. Marilyn Stevens, Temple's all-time leading scorer in points and rebounds. I think her points total, though, just got beat last year, uh, so they do need to update this on their sheet. But she was Kodak All-American, had to go play overseas, and it's a shame because if the WNBA would have existed she would have been hands down one of the greatest of all time to ever play but she was just a victim of time just the WMEA did not even exist yet Muffet McCraw, McGraw out of Pottsville but then she went to Archbishop Carroll uh, moved into this area uh, <clears throat> she was a two-time NCAA champion nine final fours fourth time coach of the year at Notre Dame Aura Washington, this is one of those ones I love. She was a basketball and a tennis player. Uh, she has eight national tennis titles, led the Philly Tribune girls to 11 straight titles. She's in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. She went to uh, Temple. She's out of the Germantown section of Philadelphia. Those are the things, like tennis and basketball, and just to excel both of them. Like Those are the things that I love about this whole thing. Um, Susan Francia, she was a rower, uh, two-time Olympic gold medal, five world championships, two national championships at the University of Penn. Sylvia Wine-Martin got a little bit of bowling. I know my one buddy will appreciate this one. She was like a pioneer in women's bowling, five-time national championship champion. She pitched, uh, pitched. She threw three perfect games, uh, has world records uh, of, of 206 average for three-plus years and bowled 14,700 series. Uh, and it, But this was old school, so she was one of the pioneers that really helped get women, in, women into bowling. Uh, then we have Teresa Grants, who was a three-time All-American and Player of the Year at Immaculata for Kathy Rush's Mighty Max. She was a 1974 Player of the Year. She won a national championship as Rutgers as a coach, has 381 wins. She is out of Glenn Olden. She's also in the Naismith Hall of Fame. And then finally, one of my all-time favorites, I had her for a class at Temple, Tina Sloan Green. She was a lacrosse coach at Temple, uh, three-time national champion, uh, 11 Final Four appearances. She went to Westchester, another one of those ladies who just really – is a pioneer and, and really helped develop and, and grow women's sports. So what a list of area female athletes and just incredible, a lot of pioneers on there that help <clears throat> break down barriers and, and break through glass ceilings. So go check out more information on them on the 20 for 20 on the Philadelphia sports hall of fame.org site. But what 
what and as a, a girl dad who my gr- daughter loves playing soccer i love seeing things like this and i love being able to share it with it so go sh- check that out and congratulations ladies all right. On this day, back in 2009, Phillies beat the Dodgers 10 to 4 in Game Five of the NLCS to go to the World Series for the second straight year. Good luck to both the Flyers and the Union tonight. Eagles preview tomorrow as they get ready for that big Sunday night matchup, the Kelly Green Sunday night matchup against the Dolphins. <sighs> I need your help. I mean, am I being Negadelphia old Philly, or should I take my own advice? Breathe and let this be new Philly. Put it behind us. We have a brand new series. It's tied. It's best of three now. And we got two at home. Let me know, people. But I need your help today. I usually I'm the one helping you. I need your help. Be sure to check out the latest Back to the Future Sixers preview. We look at Dr. J's legacy as well as some NCAA stuff. I don't know. It's going to be a long day waiting for this, but. Looks like it's not going to be as rainy as it was supposed to be and might actually be nice. So go out, get out, enjoy your Saturday. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. And until next time, go Phils!